0: Welcome to another episode of the Authenticity Challenge, a quest to accept all sides of ourselves. This is Suze from The Adventures of Suze. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit on some personal stories I had to do with some traumas that happened to me some time ago. I'm, I'm not meaning for, the, for this to be the most depressing podcast in the world. <laughs> hoping that these stories will maybe shed some light on some behaviors that we have in our life, how we sometimes don't accept ourselves because we don't realize that some of the things that are happening to us are actually behaviors because of something that happened to us that was traumatic. And actually, I'm doing a lot of studying on post-traumatic stress disorder, and I'm fascinated to discover that some doctors are actually saying that people that have post-traumatic stress disorder are actually very, very strong. And that's because there's something incredible about the way our brains and our bodies cope with trauma and how they respond to something traumatic that happens in our lives but unfortunately for us what sometimes happens is that we become we become almost marinated in shame and we often live in societies where they they don't like to hear about traumatic things that have happened to us it makes people feel uncomfortable and so we're often taught just keep that to yourself and actually for people with any kind of trauma that's the worst thing you can do because adding shame to a trauma is like adding another wound when actually that the sometimes what what needs to happen is that the stories need to be told sometimes again and again Unfortunately, they need to be told again and again until a point where that person can bring that story back into themselves and accept it as a part of themselves and then they can feel okay again. It's almost like the talking of it brings it to the light. That they can go, oh, okay, I accept what happened to me and I can let it go now. But if we don't have the opportunity to even share it and to accept it, there's no way we can let it go and accept it in ourselves. So that's what I'm going to be talking a lot about today, sharing my own personal stories. And by doing so, hopefully, healing them for myself but also so that you can have permission to look at any parts of yourself that you're not accepting because if they have been shamed if any parts of you have been shamed even just you being angry or you crying maybe when you cried one time you were told to shut up or you were told that to stop being so pathetic or to get on with it um that actually creates a divide in yourself where you now don't accept those parts of you that get sad because you see them as weak and pathetic. Or maybe it's with your anger. You might, you might have been told that your anger is not acceptable, that you should be grateful, you shouldn't be unhappy with what you've got, and then you shame your angry side of yourself. And then when it does erupt in you, because it's a natural emotion, you feel chronically unhappy with yourself. And that can also lead to some really negative behaviors. So this program is all about getting to the point where we can love ourselves so much that no matter what we do, no matter how we behave, we know that deep in our hearts, our intentions are always good and that sometimes these behaviors happen as a result of some bad things that have happened to us. And when we can love even those behaviors that we don't like, they might even just go away of their own accord because they've been loved and they've been seen. So to me, that's really, really important. So I'm not going to lie. I can't. This is the authenticity challenge. It's not allowed. (laughs) There has been something blocking me a little bit from just really allowing myself full freedom to speak on this podcast. And I can hear the voices that are coming in. And one of the voices that's coming in is the voice that says, well, you're a coach, you're a teacher, you're a writer, you're on a podcast. You should have all the answers. You shouldn't be sharing parts of you that are broken. You definitely shouldn't be sharing your sad story with other people, because people are gonna find it hard to trust you unless they think that you're perfect. So, and I've even had experiences I had one particular experience where I was coaching someone. I was actually coaching them uh, as a gift, which maybe was my mistake. Um, I was coaching them as a gift because I really saw a couple who were desperate to bring some intimacy into their relationship, and and they kept pushing me to share with them this warm oil massage that I once taught during a retreat. And I really didn't feel like this was what they needed for them. And and so I said to them, actually, I feel that that's just a tool. But actually, if you do that without the real depth of intimacy, that you're not really going to get what you're really looking for. And so they said, please will tell us what you see. What what is it that you're picking up on our relationship? And so I took each one aside and I shared what I what I saw. And they both came back and were like, Oh my goodness, that was that was so spot on. And I said, Okay, well now I'll teach you the warm oil massage if you want. So I did and they came back the next morning really excited because they'd had a really, really powerful and beautiful experience together. I was very happy. But later that day, you know, a lot of us went out together and we'd had a few drinks and I got very emotional. And I had been drinking a lot by my standards. Um, I wasn't used to having this, you know, very strong champagne. And my way of getting emotional is that I start talking about the planet and the children and how we should be saving the world. And that's my way of getting a little bit emotional when I get a little tipsy. And that would have been perfectly fine had I been in the company of friends who were completely understanding and loving of me and would have just been like, oh, that's just Sue's," you know. But unfortunately, I was around people who I didn't know too well. And one of them actually who i had coached that day turned to me and said well if you don't have control of your emotions how can how can you be trustworthy as a coach or something along those lines and it hurts so much and i was so upset i remember I think I remember leaving, but I was very upset. The next day, I was due myself to have some coaching with a very renowned coach. It was actually his daughter. And she also had been drinking and was thoroughly hungover. And the next morning, she was like, oh, God, I don't think I can coach you. But hey, let's take a cab to the airport together and and we'll chat on the way. And we did. And I said, I am mortified because last night I got so emotional. Oh, my goodness. I am so traumatized from this experience. Would you please just get a spade and dig a hole and stick me in it and just bury me? I just want to die. It was humiliating. And her response was, no, you are the most authentic person in that room. I'm sorry for discrediting discrediting her American accent, because I'm not the most experienced. But that really, yeah, that really amazed me, because I was expecting her to have had the same response as the guy that a coach did that I should have myself together, that I should, I should have my shit together, that if I'm a coach, I have to be perfect at all times and not show any kind of emotion because this is the standard by which this person expected. But I was so relieved when this, like I said, very world-renowned coach's daughter said to me, no, you are the most authentic person in the room. I was taught a really valuable lesson in that moment, which was we will never have all of our shit together. And we are all human and we are all flawed. And in Japan, for example, when the the bowls that they have crack, they fill the cracks with gold. And maybe it is our cracks that are the most interesting part of ourselves. And I know that I am so grateful. I am so grateful for all of the experiences that I have been through, no matter how bad they are, no matter how much I might on some level be ashamed of being even associated with some of the bad things that have happened to me. It's it's almost like, that's not me. That couldn't have been me that shouldn't have happened to me. I was supposed to be someone and go somewhere. And I can't believe that happened to me. And I don't want to own it. There's definitely some kind of shame. However, on the other side of that shame, I am so relieved that I have been through what I've been through in my life. And throughout this podcast, I will be sharing some of that with you. But I am so relieved because... Those experiences are what has given me the compassion to be able to have empathy for other human beings, going through things that I have, I know nothing about or haven't personally been through. I haven't personally been black in this life experience. I haven't personally been obese in this life experiences. I haven't personally been born into this life experiences with no arms and no legs. However, because of the experiences that I have been through of which I'm going to share with you, I finally could get a glimpse of compassion for all human beings. And I am so grateful for those experiences that I would never ever rewind the clock and not have had all the experiences that I've had, no matter how bad they may feel to me, my sensibility of my identity of who I thought I was. And no way, because it's like a friend once said to me, if you look at someone else's life and you want it because it looks so good, just remember that you don't just get the good bits, you get all of it. So you get the alcoholic parents, you get the, the emotional neglect that they received, you get the body shape they have, the illnesses they have, you get everything. And it was a really good reminder to me about that because it's like Stephen Fry said, and Stephen Fry, for anyone that's not in England, Stephen Fry is very famous in England because he has an extremely high IQ. And he was also diagnosed with bipolar. And he made a documentary on it. Um, I think, I think he called, I think he refers to it as manic depression, which is bipolar's original name. And he was asked in this documentary that if he could actually not have bipolar, would he prefer to give it up? And his response was no. And I kind of second that to a certain extent, because how would we know who we would be and what our experiences would be if we hadn't had the life we had? Because if I said no to one thing, I would probably be saying no to a lot of other things. I would be saying no to getting such huge insights into a human experience, I would be saying no to understanding other human beings. And then also, if I rewound the clock and said, well, I don't want to have that experience at all. I wouldn't have met the people I've met, I wouldn't have learned the things I've learned. So if we are struggling to accept any sides of ourselves, the way that that Young man was unwilling to accept the side of me that wasn't perfect all the time, that was maybe showing flaws in public. People that are afraid of people airing what's nicknamed their dirty laundry in public is very frightening for them, perhaps because that person grew up in a family or amongst institutions where only being your best self all the time is allowed. Anything else, being less than perfect is not allowed. So I can have compassion for that person, even though it brought me a lot of pain in the moment. Later on, it made me realize, oh, that poor guy, he doesn't accept the sides of himself which are not perfect. And then it made total sense because then I realized, oh, that was why I saw the insights that I saw in his relationship, that he had worked so hard to get this woman, this amazingly beautiful woman, that he didn't feel safe to ever let down his guard and let her in and show his true colors. Because his assumption was, well, she liked the man I was when I got her because I was presenting my best and perfect self with all this money I've accumulated and 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 my good looks and my good behavior. And if I show her any weakness, she's going to leave me. And I suddenly realized, oh, he was pointing a finger at me, but he had three fingers pointing back at himself. And that's when I started to realize that every time that someone shames you for something about yourself, whether you were four years old, or 18 years old, or whenever, the finger that they had pointing at you, they had three pointing back at themselves, they are sides of themselves that they do not love, cannot love and will not love. And If it hurts in you when they shame those sides of you, that might also be because you don't love those sides in you. Or maybe you thought that those sides of you were perfectly okay until someone looked at you in a certain way that cast a really bad shadow on you that made you think, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe these parts of myself are shameful, like for me. There's certain people that I can go out with and get emotional. And they think that I am the most authentic person in the room. There's other people that look at that and think that that is really bad behavior. And that is really unacceptable. And that you should keep that part of yourself locked up at home. And it's just as much a revelation of who they are as to who we are. But This is the process is about any parts of ourselves that we get triggered by when when we're at home or when we're out with people and we get triggered, that's shining a light on a part of ourselves that we still haven't yet come to terms with, that we still haven't loved. And I know that I still have many sides that I'm working on. But it doesn't mean that there, that I have to be perfect in order to be able to shed light on someone else's journey. And I think it's interesting today, I was looking at some people in my life and thinking, wow, when did you suddenly become a coach? I've been doing this for a long time. And suddenly in just two, three years, you're, you know, you look like you're miles ahead of me because you've got this really fancy website and you're suddenly taking all these different courses. And again, it's just that person is going to shed light on someone else's journey who's just right for that person because they have the exact experiences that only they can have that are going to maybe match their clients. They're going to be the perfect match. And anyone who has been through experience can can help other people on their journey, on their hero's journey, because We're always going to be slightly a few steps ahead of someone and a few steps behind. We all intermittently move between student and teacher. And so any therapist that or person who's in that role of helping people on their spiritual journey who doesn't believe in having a teacher themselves is actually deceiving themselves, because we are all teachers and students. And our students are our teachers all the time. And we flip around, we don't reach this point where we're suddenly perfect, and we know everything. And then we're just imparting our knowledge and wisdom. And to think that would be would be not only arrogance, and, but it would also be someone who has stopped learning and growing, someone who is in denial. So yes, it's about loving the part of ourselves that is always learning and growing. And it's not something to be ashamed of. You don't have to buy into the fake book um, way of living your life. You don't have to present this beautiful perfect instagrammed hashtag filtered as fuck life in order to be accepted because if you think that you are going to get stuck in a box where you can't be all sides of yourself because you have to show this perfect image of yourself all the time and it is exhausting so give yourself permission to share parts of yourself, the real parts of yourself, the true parts of yourself, and, and even be willing to share them with anybody just to see, you know, to see who out there really loves you when you really show your real colors, your true self. And you might find there are people that just get up and walk away and it shocks the hell out of you, but good riddance, because we really need to be surrounded by people that allow us to be ourselves, that really, really accept us. But the first person that needs to accept ourselves is ourself. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you continue to carry on following the authenticity challenge. Feel free to leave a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, I might put it onto the episode um, just to let me know what you're thinking of this show or if you have any ideas or any inspired thoughts that's come out of anything that I've said, feel free to share and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening.